Happy Thursday. So today I am going to go over how to take your own measurements um, when it comes to fitness tracking. Um, and we're also going to talk about other ways to track progress outside of the scale and inches. So Rhonda and I are awesome friends now and we started out as um, I was her personal trainer and she was my client. And as she logs on right here, wait for her to come in, Let's see. There you are, hello. Hello, you, you were saying we're awesome friends. I was yes. saying, yes, yeah, so we were awesome friends <laughs> and we started out as um, you were my client and I was your personal trainer and we didn't know each other outside of that. Um, and so I remember taking measurements on you, um, but then also after we kind of morphed into just friends, just friends, <laughs> went to friends, um, I remember teaching you how to take measurements on FaceTime after I moved out of state. So yes. um, um, I know you already know how to do it, but I'm gonna use Rhonda as kind of the guinea pig and she'll be demonstrating. Um, and then I'll demonstrate a little bit, but I want to just focus on, first we'll go over um, actual like objective measurements. Measurements you can't really change, they just, they are what they are. So it's gonna be um, circumference measurements. We have our tape measures here. And just so you know, yeah, you can get these on Amazon. This one was $7. They have nicer ones um, that are, you know, $15 or whatever, but you can buy these, they're super cheap. Um, and what's cool about these is when you measure, let's see, let's measure my wrist. You press the button and it tightens up and boom, there's your answer, like for all your measurements. So it makes it really easy, especially if you're doing it by yourself. So yes. we're gonna go over circumference measurements and we're also gonna talk about calipers. So these are used for body fat measurements and Rhonda has a different style. It's the same thing, it's in millimeters. Um, and then this is what I use on my own clients to do body fat um, and it can be pretty accurate um, when you uh, do it right. So we're gonna go over how to do that. And then we're also just gonna talk about other ways outside of the scale and these types of things that's not so focused on how you look and your body fat or your weight or any of that we're going to talk about other ways to track progress and how you're really really coming along in your journey so i'm super excited and i'm so thankful rhonda that you do this with me every week and that we get to like <laughs> talk about this stuff and do this stuff um so chime in when you want um but so for those of you watching you're going to get the full effect but for those of you listening later on my podcast um, we're going to do our best to describe what's going on but let's talk circumference measurement so that is inches and i like to take a certain amount of them and i'll talk about which ones they are and where to take them and then once we do an overview. Rhonda, if you would like to be my Vanna White and just kind of give me a little demonstration of how you would measure yourself, that would be awesome. So I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So with that said, um, the number one measurement, I, so I always start from the, the um, highest point of the body and I work my way down when I do measurements on clients. So we start with our chest and it's about nipple height. Um, and one of the things, if you are a woman, when you do your measurements, make sure you wear the same sports bra every time you measure because sports bras fit differently and it's gonna give you an inaccurate measurement, right? It can be off a couple inches, which could mess up your mind and you think, oh my God, I'm not losing my weight or whatever. Um, we're really quiet, let's see. 
I'm sitting farther away today, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, because I'll be moving around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll talk louder with the microphone on. But anyway, okay, so I'll lean, a, lean in a little bit, and we'll go from there. So I start from the upper body, and I work my way down, starting with the chest, and then the next measurement I take is on the waist. And the waist is going to be the smallest part of your midsection, and that's generally like an inch or so above your belly button. So, moving on down the line, we do hips next, and hips is the widest part of your hip. So generally, that is around where your waistline is, but if you're wearing high-waisted pants, you can't really go off of that. So you wanna just kinda look and see where am I widest, and that's where you take your measurement. So, it's Did really- Did you want me to be showing right now? What, you can, yeah, saying, if you wanna stand up. <laughs> I accidentally messed up, guys. Sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You can just point and we'll go over it when we actually like start doing measurements. But okay, okay. so just just to recap, Rhonda's my Vanna White, and so chest is the first, and that's around nipple height. Perfect. Um, and we want to make sure we're wearing the same sports bra. Good, awesome. I love it. Then we go down to the waist, which is the smallest portion right above your belly button. I love it. And I will say, perfect, Rhonda, yes. <laughs> Another thing too, when you do your measurements, I recommend doing it skin, just on your skin. So not wearing a shirt or pulling up your shirt. That way it's accurate and it's easy to remember how you did it every time because that little Bit. sometimes your shirt might be a little bunched up or whatever that can give you an inaccurate measurement so it's just best rule of thumb to just do it on your skin moving down we go to the thigh so the thigh I always do my measurements always on the right side of my clients and of myself that way it's easy to good keep point. track yes good point point. Um, and then with that said if you're wearing perfect I love it she has shorts on so she's going to take her thigh measurement right between her hip and her knee so it's going to be kind of in the middle but you want to make sure on your body you're taking the measurement at the widest part of your thigh and then I want you to do this unflexed so just resting standing with your weight on that leg perfect awesome I love you guys it see that good I love it perfect Rhonda thank you I'm just gonna call you Vanna. <laughs> but um, also do this, so just like I said with the shirt, um, do it on your skin. So if you're wearing compression leggings, that's gonna change the overall inches on your leg. So I just really wanna reiterate, like do it on your skin. Okay, moving down the line, we go to the calf. So most people don't really care about their calf size, but I do like to take as many measurements as possible so that when you're going and you're tracking and you're comparing, yes, I love it, right in between knee and ankle is where Rhonda's gonna go, and again, at the widest part of her calf. Perfect, good, and always so on. I remember to shave my legs, not. <laughs> That's okay, no one, I, I can't even tell. I think a little messed up. Sorry, he's not retracting. <laughs> That's okay. So sometimes with these these little guys, um, they can have an issue retracting. So just uh, anyways, we're gonna wing it. Wing it. Get it to work. 
There we go. Okay, so your calf, like I said, it's not like a huge one that people like to do, but I like to take as many measurements as possible. So when you're going back and tracking like one month, two months, and you're looking back, you can see sometimes inches and centimeters are gonna change in certain areas of your body. And it's nice to be able to see an overall view of what's going on and what is changing. Because like I said, sometimes, you know, maybe my waist is changing, but my thighs are doing nothing. And you know, some progress, is some progress, right? And you wanna have something to celebrate. So the more metrics you have, the better off you are to see what's going on um, on your journey. And then the last one I usually do on my clients is the arm. And I do bicep typically. Sometimes people want their forearm, sometimes people want their neck, and you can totally do that if that's something you want. But with your forearm, it's gonna be in between elbow and wrist. And you wanna just be kind of right there in between at the widest part of your arm. Perfect. And again, on the right side. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So it's, it's very helpful to have a friend for this part or a partner. It is. <laughs> it is better to have someone do it for you, but it's also a lot of times that's not possible. And uh, when you're doing your measurements, you want to do it. You want to do it at the same time and consistently. So if you're doing it every Monday, or if you're doing it you know, once a month, you wanna pick like, okay, I'm doing it at 6 a.m. or I'm doing it at yes. 6 p.m. Whatever it is, stick to it, write it down, make sure you're doing it the same. And if you're measuring in the morning, it's gonna be different than when you measure at night just because your body is gonna be hydrated and have food in it. Yes. And so things are gonna be different. So my personal recommendation is do it in the morning first thing. So that's our circumference measurements. That's probably one of the number one things that people do. Um, love it. Okay, then we go on to body fat. And body fat measurements can be taken a plethora of ways, but I want to talk about using calipers and how to do that yourself. Um, and then we'll go on to some of the different ways to do it, and there's tons of them. But calipers are awesome. You can get them on Amazon. Um, and the way that we do this, there's different ways to do it, but I'm gonna talk about the four point body fat. So four point means we're going to have four areas that we are going to be taking the body fat measurement. And then that number is going to be totaled up. And then you can go online and see the four point measurement. You can find the chart and that's going to have men, women, and your age group. So what you do is if you're a female and you're, let's say 37, you're going to be in a certain um, little bracket and then you'll move your finger across to what your total number was, and then that's gonna give you your body fat percentage. Now, you can input those numbers that you get onto calculators that are online, which is totally fine, and it's generally pretty pretty much the same as the, um, the charts that you can find, but I wanna just go over how to do the calipers because it's really important that you do it right every single time because you're gonna have your results totally skewed. So. Yeah. We do always on the right side, and the first one I start out with is your bicep, then we hit our tricep, our subscapular, which is right behind our shoulder blade, just below kind of where you see that shoulder blade, um, that wing move, <laughs> and that one you will need help on, and you can do the tricep by yourself, but it's best on these to have someone else do it for you, because really the only ones you can get is going to be your bicep and your iliac crest. So I'll show you how to do it on myself. So what you want to do is relax your arm, your right arm down to the side. So you're not flexing, you're not doing anything. And you take your calipers and 
you're going to just kind of grab on, let them, let them go and pinch you a little bit. And then you're just gonna pull a little bit until you feel, you feel it's grabbing onto the muscle. You pull gently just a little bit more and you feel the muscle release. And it is just the skin fold at that point. And then you look down and see, okay, three, perfect. So I got three millimeters on that. You write it down. Now, the idea with the calipers is to, I'll try to show you the best I can. So you're gonna be pulling on your skin. You feel that muscle, you pull a little more and you feel that muscle, you can almost see it just kind of go away and that's just my skin. That's what you want. It is a skin fold measurement. So you're pulling away from the muscle. And you do the same thing on your tricep, which you're wanting to hit these points kind of right in the middle so about the same place you took your circumference measurements and on your tricep it's really hard to do by yourself it can be done um, but again you're relaxing your arm to the side and then you're pulling until you feel that muscle slip out of the calipers grip and you have just that skin so again kind of halfway between your elbow uh, your elbow and your shoulder and then on the back Okay, so Rhonda, you are going to just kind of turn yourself around. So from here, yes, okay, awesome. So your shoulder blade, you're gonna be going right where my finger's pointing. So it's right beneath that shoulder blade and this one you need someone to do it for you. They're going to grab, and so a lot of times you gotta move your sports bra out of the way. You wanna go right, be right beneath that shoulder blade and you're gonna grab that skin, pull it out, same thing. Hit it with the calipers and don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid to get a little aggressive with it. Um, that's one of the things I see with new trainers and I know I certainly felt like this when we were going to do measurements. We were so timid and didn't wanna like pull on people and you just gotta get in there and grab it. And it is, it's uncomfortable, yes, because we're looking at body fat and no one wants to think about my body fat percentage, but you gotta do it. And you want it accurate, you, you wanna it. track it, you gotta do yeah. it. So grab. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Everyone starts somewhere and it's totally fine. Um, but anyway, on these measurements, I recommend taking two, doing it twice to really make sure you're getting that right number because these are millimeters. Millimeters are tiny, right? So if you didn't, yeah. if you kind of half-assed it or you didn't really pull hard enough or whatever, you're gonna get an inaccurate measurement and then when you go to remeasure in a month and it doesn't change or it got worse or bigger or whatever, then you're gonna be like totally down on yourself and we don't want that. <laughs> don't want yes. that. Okay, the last one that I like to do, and you can do other ones, you can do the top of your thigh, there's different um, points that you can hit, but we're only talking about these four. Bicep, tricep, subscapular, right? Your scapula, that's where it gets the name. And fourth is the iliac crest. So what I have my clients do is you find your hip bone. Yes, perfect. You find your hip bone and you slide your waistband, waistband down below your hip bone, good. And then right there, kind of on the front of the hip is where you're going to grab your skin. And again, don't be afraid to just grab it. This is probably the most uncomfortable one, especially on women, especially after having kids. Um, so find the top of that hip bone, slide those pants down, um, just the waistband, and then you're going to pull and pinch that skin. Like here? Yeah, so you're gonna go a little bit so lower. So the top of my hip bone. Yes, and then pull right in there. a little bit more towards your, yep, there we go. Right here. 
Yes, okay, so I'll show you too. So hip bone, slide waistband down, and then you're gonna grab right there. So you see that? I'm pulling, grabbing right here, and then I can do my caliper, take my measurement. This is a tough one, but once you get the hang of it, it's okay. Yeah, and then on this one too, I recommend taking it twice, again, just to make sure you're getting an accurate measurement and um, writing all these down. Write down the date and the time that you're doing these. Um, and then those are the two big ones, body fat and circumference measurements. Now there's also the scale, which is a metric of, yes, and Rhonda has one there to show us the awesome scale. Um, yes, one, I really like this one. So Weight Watchers one, I don't remember how much it was or anything, but it does tell me several different things. And of course, it's probably not completely accurate, but it gives me an idea, right? right. And, in, and if you're going off of some sort of constant um, and using the same scale, there's even like a person yes. indicator you can put in, like I'm person one and Rob is person two, my husband is person two. So you can change it for your age goes into there, you know, or your height and all these different things. And it tells you, uh, you know, your measurements, and it <laughs> yes. can not be very accurate, but I still love to use it. And when I do this, just a little tip for me from Rhonda, um, I do this, I record my measurements on my calendar, on my planner that I've talked so passionately about. That's a great about idea. Great idea. Because that, yeah, that way I know exactly when I measured, what yeah. day it was. I can write the time down very easily right there, and then I can just flip back through and say, and compare. Right. to uh, previous months and it turns out I haven't measured myself since uh, January 20th so it's you're a good due. reminder of how you're, you're doing it so <laughs> yeah I'm, I am due <laughs> I love that so, so yeah, like I like how you your scale is one of the ones I want to talk about so first of all just like Rhonda said use the same scale because they all are calibrated differently. And it's a good idea to recalibrate your scales. They usually, if you flip them over, they have a reset button. Um, that yeah. way, because over time, they can start weighing a little bit differently. It gets a little bit off. And it's just important to do the same thing. Be consistent with your measurements. And so most scales, it's just your weight. Now, Ooh, I, I have a tip. Yes. Sorry, I don't know if it's on there, but I always weigh myself naked. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting to it. <laughs> um, okay, so yes, when you weigh yourself, just like when you do your measurements, it's a good idea to just do everything all at once. So if you do it at 6 a.m., um, which I recommend is the first thing in the morning um, before you've eaten or drinking anything, just get all your measurements done. Um, if you're doing photos, whatever, that's another way to track progress as photos, but that's um, yeah. down the line. Um, so yeah. with the scale keep in mind that your body can fluctuate like five to eight pounds a day and that's just in body processes and especially if you're a female and you're menstruating or you're ovulating you're it can be 10 pounds of bloat like I so take this the the scale with a grain of salt and um, you know it's not it's not the end-all be-all so um, right. with Rhonda's scale, so you've seen the scales that have your body fat on it that will give you that reading or the handheld ones. So these use um, bioelectrical impedance analysis, BIA. And what that does is it shoots electric current through your body and the more fat mass you have, the more adipose tissue, fat tissue, 
the more resistance that it's gonna cause that electric current. And the less you have, so the more lean muscle, the easier it flows through your body, and that's how it measures your body fat. And these yeah, can be, cool. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, these can be inaccurate and it varies on your hydration level. So how much water's in your body can throw it completely off. Um, when you last exercised can throw it off and also what and when you last ate. So again, doing these measurements, everything in the morning before you've done anything is gonna give you the most accurate readings. Super important, Yes. super important. And we talk about routine on here a lot and especially lately, routine is this paramount thing that you can fix into your life and it goes really well with all these measurements and things too yeah so. totally <laughs> totally <laughs> so then i want to talk about some other things which you're not going to demonstrate because i don't have a bod pod here or any of that but there's hydrostatic weight I've done that. which is pretty accurate so here's some gold standards of body fat measurements um, your hydrostatic weight which is hydro densitometry and it's a weighing method where you're submerged in water um, completely naked and it's pretty accurate so it's like i said gold measure um, gold measure standard of weighing and doing the body fat percentage then the bod pod is an air displacement um, uh, measurement which basically you're put into this egg you know the bod pod right and um, it's this chamber that you're totally enclosed and then your body density is determined through your weight and volume and the machine can use the data to calculate your body fat percentage. And these are both pretty dang accurate. So if you have access to that, a lot of times military bases, if you have access, you can get this done for free, which is super awesome. I know yes. we did it and we as trainers and um, group X instructors were able to go and like help do those readings for people. So super cool, super cool. Yeah, I had um, it done, and it was it was really cool. Um, it is. You, like, get locked into this pod, and it's just, like, like, a little heartbeat or something, and I'm like, ah, okay, but you can't do anything, and you have to wear, like, a bathing suit is preferable. Mm -hmm. Like, I wore these shorts, and I thought they were tiny, right? Right. But the lady said that she would have preferred that I wear, like, a bikini, like, a, the smallest possible thing, because it right. is measuring every little thing. So you have to, like, think about that. And I think yeah. I even, like pinned my hair as flat as possible i can't yeah. remember if that really had much to do with it but it was something just like anything extra was like on the charts so right something about. but yeah that's good to mention yeah. usually uh bases do have those so that's a really cool right. thing to take advantage of yeah totally take advantage of it if you can because otherwise i mean it can be pretty expensive but um yeah i'm sure so those are some of the main ways um physical ways that you can track your progress um and like I said, the more you do, the better off because the more you have to go off of to really see where your progress is um, and what's going on. So I wanna talk now about other ways to track progress that are less focused on how you look um, and more on how you feel and what's physiologically changing inside your body. So some of the ways, um, I wanna talk about blood pressure. So a lot of people with high blood pressure, have hypertension, one of the things that doctors prescribe is exercise. I'm sure you've heard that. I know I heard that when I had high blood pressure, um, aside from you know, obviously your diet and what you're eating. Um, and basically, so I want to talk about why that is. So, because exercise initially raises your blood pressure as you're doing it, um, but it gradually returns to normal post-exercise. And the quicker your blood pressure returns back down to normal is a sign of 
your fitness level improving, much like your resting heart rate, which we'll get to as well. Yes. Um, but let's see. So uh, do let's talk about resting heart rate. Actually, it's perfect. Just segue right into that because this one I think is a little bit more important and easier to to read than versus a blood pressure monitoring, which if you don't have a blood pressure cuff, you can't really necessarily monitor that. Um, But over time with exercise, your blood pressure should start to go down if you have hypertension or prehypertension. Now with your resting heart rate, your resting heart rate is a measure of how many beats per minute your heart beats at rest. So the best way to take it is in the morning before you get out of bed. First thing, Take your heart rate and the easiest way that I have people do it or I teach it in group fitness classes during our cool down is to find your carotid pulse, which is right here underneath your jawline. And once you find it, start a timer for 10 seconds and you just count how many beats you feel, how many pulses for 10 seconds. And then after the 10 seconds, you take that number and you multiply it by six. That gives you one minute of what you're looking for. And I like to have people do this over the course of three days and take the average. So in the morning, right, first thing before you get out of bed, take that heart rate, write it down, do it again two more days, and then take the average of that, and that's your resting heart rate. Now, why is that important? Because um, your fitness level, when it improves, your resting heart rate level will come down. And generally, your resting heart rate is between 60 and 100 beats per minute, um, which is considered normal, but preferred is to be between 60 and 80. Now, athletes generally are even lower. My resting heart rate is usually in the 40s. Um, It's pretty low, but that didn't happen overnight. Um, And I'm not sure, do you know what yours is by chance, Rhonda? Uh, No, (laughs) No. I didn't do my homework. No, 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 that's totally okay. It's super easy to do. I mean, you you don't have to do it over three days. You could take it in the morning, but just as long as before you get up and start moving and get your blood pumping, it's the best time to do it. Now, um, your age and fitness level have a huge impact on your resting heart rate. Um, All of the following can affect your heart rate. So I want to talk about these. Your temperature. I've got my Fitbit on. It says 58. Okay. So yeah, you can use these trackers. They're super awesome. Um, Again, like great. I'm so glad I have it too. I'm like, why did I not? Anyway, you can use that too. And if you sleep with it, that's awesome. It usually tracks that for you. So you can go into your app. That's whatever kind of fitness tracker, if you have Apple Watch or Fitbit, you can go in there and it'll tell you that. So you don't even have to figure it out, but it's good to know how to do it just in case, you know, whatever. It's nice to know how to do these things. Um, And you know what else? Nice to know, super kind of random side note, um, not random, it's relevant, but when you go to the doctor and you get your blood pressure taken and your little finger in the little Yeah, thingy, pulse oximeter. I just, sorry, just dropped my stuff. Um, <laughs> I think it's good to know what you're normally at because I just didn't mm-hmm. know for the longest time and I just started um, keeping like that mental note like of how much I weigh, how much I, obviously they ask you not obviously sometimes they do actually weigh you but a lot of times they just ask you you know how tall are you and people just know how tall they are I think that you should just know what your normal levels are and I just know what mine are because the numbers are kind of funny it's one two three over 69 so I just know what it is like that's just kind of burned into my brain now and if it's around that then I know that I'm somewhat normal for me right exactly that's a really good point actually because um so let's just real real quickly recap on blood pressure 
Generally, what they say, the golden number 120 over 80, so you have your systolic over your diastolic. I remember that by San Diego, right? S over D, so systolic over diastolic um, blood pressure. And basically, um, it's the first number, your systolic, is the pressure of your heart pushing out blood. And then when it retracts to refill with blood, that's your diastolic. So that's like the resting pressure inside your heart. Um, now, those numbers are super important to just kind of know, like you mentioned, what's going on with you. Because if you all of a sudden, your blood pressure is generally higher, something's going on in your life or your body. Like that's your body saying red light, red flag, whatever. Um, yeah. And so 120 over 80, but that's like what they say. Um, it can be a little bit less, but if you start going up above 120 over 80, then you're in pre-hypertension, hypertension, and then there's severe hypertension. And then that's, you know, a whole nother thing. But anyway. Yeah. With your heart rate um, taking it, I want to just real quickly, your caffeine intake and certain medications, your age, your fitness level, um, heart conditions or thyroid conditions can affect your what your um, resting heart rate is. So have yes. just, just know, just know what's going on. Um, know your body, know what things you might have. And if you do have some type of issue or thyroid problem, it's cool to know that and to be tracking these things because if they're improving, then that maybe you can get off medication. You know what I mean? Um, yes. Yeah, it's super, super big. Okay, so the last couple things I want to talk about, which we'll try to make this quick because we try to do these in 30 minutes or less. We might go, we're going to go over just a few minutes, but. Um, it's not 8.59. Okay, whatever, it's fine. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so your recovery rate. I want to talk about this before we go into. Um, some other ways to track progress, your recovery rate. So if you're working out, let's say you'd have a, a 10 minute AMRAP, as many reps as possible in 10 minutes. And then when you finish that, how quickly your heart rate comes back down to normal or comes down um, at all is a sign of your fitness level improving. And that's a good way, how quickly you can recover is a huge sign of progress. And I just wanna give you a little bit of metrics to think about when you're tracking your own recovery, your heart rate recovery. So basically your heart rate should return to your pre-exercise level within about 10 to 15 minutes post-exercise. So that gives you, you know, let's just 15 minutes after exercise, it should come back down to normal, a normal heart rate. Um, and your normal heart rate is defined as, um, let's see, your decrease, pu decreased pulse of 15 to 25 beats per minute. So that's what you wanna think about is, okay, I just finished my workout, I'm going to in the next minute, just breathe, whatever, I'm gonna take my heart rate, and then after this minute, I'm gonna take it again. So what you wanna see in that one minute post-exercise, you want to see 15 to 25, 25 beats decrease. That's going to be a yes. sign that you have pretty good recovery rate. Um, and then you repeat it every one to two minutes and keep checking, checking to see if it's coming down, coming down, coming down. And that's what you want to see because sometimes if it doesn't come down or it doesn't come down by much at all, maybe like two beats or something, that can be a sign of something else going on in your body. It's a good chance to go talk to the doctor and see but generally yes. when we exercise we get a quicker rate of recovery and that is a great way to track what your fitness progress is looking like <sighs> so easy so easy it's free. so easy it's free. easy okay the last couple we're going to talk about is um, how your clothes fit so that's 
that's another one. You don't even have to step on the scale or measure yourself, but you can just notice by how your clothes are fitting, which is again, yes. free and you just kind of notice it as you go. A great way to um, just see those changes and feel those changes. Um, and then another one is tracking your weight actually lifted. So if you're doing a strength training program or whatever it is you're doing, write it down, write down, okay, I, I squat 100 pounds. And then, you know, two weeks later when you do your measurements again, I, oh, I'm squatting 110, like that's getting better. So you wanna like track those things. And just like you do with strength, um, you can do that with cardio activities as well. So if you're, let's say, I just started a walking program or a running program and I do my walk of one mile in 17 minutes and 30 seconds and then you um, time it again you know a week two weeks later and you're down to 15 minutes that's progress right there and like you may still be walking the mile but you're walking the mile faster or if you're running same thing you can track your time but also tracking your distance like okay I can only run two miles without stopping now I can run two and a half miles without stopping and you can just kind of go down the line for you and what you're doing and write those things down follow it because more than likely the scale might not change but these other things are changing and that's progress and that's what you want to focus on not the fact that god damn it i'm still at 145 or 270 or whatever i don't care don't focus on that so that's the whole point with that um let's see and the other one is before during and after photos so a lot of people do don't it. like doing them, but I say, please do your photos and do, do your photos, it. do it. Um, do your photos in the same spot, same time, wearing the same thing if you can, the same poses. Um, it's a great way to see over time all your progress. And I recommend yes. like, don't do it more than once a week. I say, if you're doing photos, maybe every Monday and then all the other measurements, I would say don't do it every single week give yourself more time for your body to actually do what it's supposed to do and respond to what you're what you're putting it through the stresses um, i would say at the most at most frequent every two weeks but what i like to do is once a month once a month yeah easy peasy yep, easy yep. peasy yeah schedule it in easy. your calendar yeah schedule it in your calendar perfect awesome well rana do you have anything else to add before we sign off Man, that was a good one. Um, I guess one more little tiny tip would be that um, if you're thinking about doing a challenge program or something that could keep you accountable and it's a really good time to take your measurements um, mm -hmm. before, during, and after yes. at the very end, if you're doing some sort of transformation challenge, there's tons of them out there. They're on YouTube. There's all kinds of fitness instructors that have one. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorites is <laughs> working on one right now. So I don't know if yes. you want to say anything about that, but it could be a great opportunity mm -hmm. for someone to start their measurements and stuff like Perfect. that. Perfect. Awesome. Um, you're, yes, you're right. So I do have programs. I have a 30-day mindset to move, which is all about just getting your body moving, transformed from the inside out. We're training from the inside out. Um, I have a four-week Herculean Hardcore, which is just a hardcore four-week program. Um, and then I'm developing a 90-day weight loss transformation program currently. And this is going to go over all of this stuff in depth. It's more of a course um, that you'll be taking with access to me and live chatting and accountability. But what's really cool about this program is it takes you from ground zero and builds you through a 90-day transformation. That is something that you can build on and build on and build on. It's not just, okay, I achieved this. The whole idea of the program is to set you up 
to feel confident in movement, feel confident in workouts and get you on your way to be able to do it by yourself if you want to and to, like I said, build on it. So that is coming out. It's in the works. I'm super excited about it. But yeah, other than that, um, yeah. Do you have a question of the day, Rhonda? Uh, <laughs> if you could work out, okay, so this just came to me. If you could work out with any fitness Ooh. icon, influencer, blah, 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 who would it be? The Rock or the Mark Rock. Wahlberg? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That's uh-huh. tough because Celeste Bonin, like, I mean, Lauren Conlin, like I could keep going. There's, I can't. I, know. Pick. I can't. There's I couldn't. So many. I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's so many people. Yeah, who would you choose? Well, my first thought was Brooke Ents, and then you said The Rock, oh, and I was like, Brooke well, Ents okay, too, so that's yeah. my female choice, and then The Rock is my female choice. <laughs> I just can't. I, I just can't. I could not pick. <laughs> I love too many people. Like there's so many people out there that have such awesome, unique styles of training. Um, yeah. But yeah, so just before we sign off, I want to give the disclaimer that these are not the end all be all measurements that you have to do or don't have to do. There's tons of ways out there to, to track your progress, to take measurements, there's, there's a lot. So um, these are just some ways that I've found helpful and throughout you know, training people and with Rhonda, um, you know, she was so awesome as you know, one of my clients and now she's one of my best friends. And it's so cool that we get to do this. So I just wanna say thank you again, Rhonda, for doing this every week with me and and being my little uh my little van of white um so it's really cool i did so good you did someone's gonna call like right after this to hire me yeah you're gonna be on wheel of fortune here before we know it (laughs) oh my gosh i love it all right guys well i hope you have a fabulous thursday and you guys get some movement in and if you have questions or if you want a worksheet or not a worksheet but a um, measurement tracker I have them I have the file I can email to you Um, I'm happy to share that because it's it's all about having the tools and it's so simple I already have it drafted it's already something I use um, on my own clients and myself so you want a tracker I will email it to you just DM me and we're here for you. We are here for you. All right. Thank you for joining us. This was super fun. Thank Next you. Next week, we are going to be back at the same time. Yep. And I will not be in the same place, but I'll be here for yes. this. And I'm excited for that. So yeah, join I'm us next super week. Super excited. And thank you so much. We'll see you next time. <laughs> thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>